This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A quiz about colons. Gee whiz, what a story about Trump. Jenkins robs a surveillance store. A cub on my street. And Rick's brush with Harrison Ford. All that in unlimited tangents and a very lengthy, uh, very entertaining story about Dave's colon on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, back for the new year, 2017, and Minutia Men are still here. Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. And Dave uh, has arrived in this new year with a refreshed and fully cleaned and cleansed colon. Rick, when you have... uh stared down death steely gaze like i did <laughs> for the colonoscopy you do uh you you have a refresh you have a renewed sense of of purpose you know uh the air is a little bit cleaner the sun is a little bit brighter you know the grass is a little bit greener um you because learn to as appreciate you know, every day uh as you know i had a little bit of an issue with my colonoscopy. Yeah, now this is this is true. All right, we're joking here, but uh, it was kind of scary for a couple of days there. At the end of the year, uh, you know, we were making jokes before Dave's colonoscopy. We're making jokes now. But on the day of, why don't you talk, take us through that story? Well, let me let me backtrack to the night before, which is awesome, Yeah. by the way. The, the night before the colonoscopy. Um, I, uh, you know, you drink all that crap. Are, are you familiar with the procedure as to what to do? I mean, it's do you... the main reason I have not done it. Yes, I am familiar. <laughs> the main reason why you're actually rolling the bones with colon cancer rather than having to do <laughs> right. the prep. exactly, exactly. Um, In the long term, I'm sure this is a very wise decision <laughs> on my part. Um, but what you you drink this crap? It's called soup prep, I think. And I think what's hilarious is. It had a flavor. It was like blueberry something or another. Oh, You're like, nice. it doesn't taste anything like blueberry. And, and in fact, I can now never drink anything that even has the word blueberry in it. If you pay um, a little extra, can you get the passion fruit or, <laughs> you know, the pomegranate? The guava. Yeah. Uh, I, I was disappointed that my prep didn't have a wacky name or logo on the package. You know, it was just soup prep. What about like, you know, colon blow or yeah. – uh, Moon River or something. <laughs> Moon River. You know. You my uh, Huckleberry friend. <laughs> yeah. So so I take the soup prep and what you do, you you take it at like six o'clock. Well, here, let me let me refresh or let me uh, rewind just for a second. When you do do your colonoscopy, if you ever do, and if anybody's listening, read the prep directions well before the morning of you, what you have to do. Because I basically lost a half a day of eating. I was under the impression that I could eat until noon of the day before my colonoscopy, but I, you can't you can't eat the entire day. So I actually didn't eat dinner the night before, thinking I would just have a really big breakfast. And I don't know how I knew that or why I thought that, but it was totally wrong. So I didn't really eat anything since lunch on Monday, and my colonoscopy was Wednesday at two thirty. I think it was. Wow. So I had not eaten anything for 48 hours. Uh, so you take you take this prep um, and within minutes, I mean, we're talking like 10 minutes, you're on the toilet. 
it's it is you know you're it's a it's a laxative and you're cleansing you're cleansing your colon um within the process of doing it you end up uh getting dehydrated so you have to you know you have to continually drink i don't think i did that very well Okay. okay, so it is okay to drink water throughout this. Yes, okay. you can drink water and you can drink... In fact, you have to in order to not get dehydrated. Exactly. Okay. Um, I don't think I drank enough, though. Um, but you could also drink, like, chicken broth, um, okay. Jello, o um, and Guinness, oddly enough. Is that true? No. Well, it's doggone it. True. You almost had me talked into the... <laughs> Calling, calling your <laughs> gastroenterologist. Um, so you end up doing this thing, and yeah, you, you you started at like six o'clock in the morning, and you're and then I'm on the toilet for like four straight hours, and my kids thought that was the funniest thing in the world. By the way, <laughs> it is funny. Yeah, it is funny. As I, long I, as I think it, I actually emailed you while I was on the can. You did. I, yeah. I think it's funny if you do it. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny if I do it. Um, so I went to bed. I didn't sleep very well, so, and I didn't take my Ambien, my f- special friend, because I was going to have anesthesia the next morning. And, and how said, Don't, long? You know, let, let's be honest. How long had it been since you had not taken an Ambien? Probably ten years. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yeah. there's no problem there. Nothing to worry no, about. All right, no. <laughs> Go I can ahead. stop anytime. Uh, <laughs> so I. So I didn't take my Ambien, and I didn't and Ambien, and I and Ambien, and I didn't take my Zoloft because it said, you know, any medicine that you don't have to take, don't take it. And Zoloft is my anti-anxiety pill. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm dehydrated. I you know haven't eaten. I haven't taken my anxiety pill. You I haven't, haven't taken slept. my Ambien. You're you're I'm super sorry? anxious. You haven't yeah. slept. Well, well, hold on. So the morning. You, I take the kids to school, and you have to do it again. You have to do the prep again in the morning. You got to so, clean out twice. Yeah, and it, but you got to do it. So at like six in the or six thirty in the morning or seven in the morning, I end up taking the stuff again, and for another three hours, I'm on the can. Well, right around nine thirty, I kind of got done uh, with the cleansing portion, and I'm sitting on my recliner, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even sure what a colonoscopy is. Do you do you even know what a colonoscopy is? I, I think they, no, I don't. <laughs> they they shove yeah. a camera up there, right? Right. They they just get to like make sure there are no stuff. polyps and that sort of thing. Right. So um, I started. I, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to find out what a colonoscopy is. The first website I got on was, uh, you know. Death by colonoscopy, basically. It was people that had had these horrible experiences with their colonoscopy. Oh, you know, perforated colons and, you know, and, oh, and, 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 you know, having, having, you know, whatever, having horrible colon cancer that they find out. So I'm reading this and I and, start. And this, read- by the way, is information. As, as far as people uh, that don't know you go, I should just point out that uh, Dave maintains this information forever. Yeah. If right, exactly. Any any information in which uh, you you find out some potential health uh, detriments, those will be in Dave's brain forever. Yeah, I have a Dewey Decimal system of things that can that that the health problems that I'm going to have. Yeah, basically, exactly. Um, like you did, you used to watch uh, Marcus Welby. Do you remember Marcus Welby? Sure, of course. Yeah. By. By the second commercial break, I had whatever it is that they were discussing. <laughs> yeah, I had to stop watching ER for the same reason. Okay, carry yeah. on. <laughs> oh, my God. I have a headache. I think I got a brain tumor. <laughs> um, 
So I'm reading these – I'm on this website and – I start getting freaked out about it. I'm like, oh my god, the, you know, this is a big thing. And there's, and I, I stumble upon these websites saying you shouldn't do a colonoscopy. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's. You send it's me far- those links. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll send them to Bridget too. So at around 11:30, my heart starts to race. I mean, like really fast. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I'm just nervous. You know, I'll I'll be fine. Um, so we drive to Northwestern. I get in and I you know, go through all the check-in process. And by the way, they asked me for my ID three times during the check-in process. Why uh, is that? I, well, I, I actually, I don't know why, uh, because they, I would imagine they want to make sure that I'm using the correct insurance, but. And there are lots really, of colon, uh, colonoscopy impersonators out there. <laughs> well, that's wandering that from hospital to hospital, trying to get free colonoscopies. <laughs> Exactly. Like who's stealing my identity to get a to get a scope up their butt? Yeah. You know? So I go through the process, my heart's still racing. I I I you know get prepped with my, the gown that has no no back, you know. Um I wore my little I got my little footy slippers, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Uh and they they wheel me into the colonoscopy room. Um and of course I start making chit chat with the doctor. Right, because that's know? what you do. Right, who's the most famous person he's ever given a colonoscopy to? He couldn't tell me because of HIPAA laws. Okay, uh, you know, have you done this before? You know, uh, blah blah blah. And he's like, okay, let's cut the chit chat. And he actually said that, let's cut the chit chat, let's go. And um, they they attached, you know, my my body to a heart thing, and my heart was going crazy. And he said, well, you're an AFib. Do you know what AFib is? I do not. Uh, it's when your heart not only is beating fast, but it's not in sync. Like one chamber is. Okay, we have to stop talking about this. Because <laughs> you're going to get it, right? I got it right now. Right. Uh, right. Think, think about it. Remember the Grateful Dead when they used to play concerts and they would do space and then drums? Do you remember when they did drums? Yeah, yes. And one and Mickey Hart was never in sync with uh, Kreutzmann. That was what my heart was doing. I was doing a dead show, basically. Okay. And um, he said, well, I'll do the procedure under one condition that you go to the emergency room immediately afterwards. So, you know, so my heart that, is that helped your anxiety, thinking, right? Okay, I'm going to have a heart attack, basically. <laughs> um, the next thing I know, uh, he's talking to me and he says that, yeah, everything went fine with the colonoscopy. Uh, I have diverticulosis. That's which, not good. Which is going to be great, I'm sure. And then I'm getting wheeled to the hospital or to the emergency room. Um, I and, and you know how you go to emergency room and it, it, there's like a nine hour wait usually. Sure. Uh, I got in immediately. I mean, they were I th- they were really concerned about me. Yeah. Now uh, let me ask this: w- Was your family? Was my uh, <laughs> okay? Well, hold that thought. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, actually, during this whole process, Michelle was shopping at water tower place i had it done at northwestern uh-huh. uh and she and and you know it was fine and you'd come back in a couple hours and pick me up so she was doing some you know last minute christmas shopping well she was getting her phone switched she got a new phone and they were switching the data from one phone to the other and she got a phone call while this was happening and she just assumed that it was something going you know with the transfer of data so she didn't even pick up the phone and it was the phone of the of the people saying, hey, your husband's being rushed to the emergency room. So she didn't even get the phone call. <laughs> she blew it off. She saw it, and she's like, yeah, whatever. I'm eh, sure it's fine. Yeah, you, you, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. 
<laughs> now so, we should also, in Michelle's defense, she is a doctor's daughter, right? And right. she is very uh, matter of fact about uh, scientific matters. Yeah, right. Okay. And, right, and she she has the right attitude that you know your headache isn't a brain tumor. Right, exactly. You know? She is the exact opposite of you in this <laughs> yeah. regard. Exactly. Uh, so I'm. They're working on me. You know, they're putting the they're putting a heart monitor on me. The whole thing. And then my wife actually walks. She found out. She went to pick me up at the colonoscopy or at the colonoscopy place, and they said, "Well, he's in the emergency room." So she walks into the emergency room, and the first thing you say, and this is totally true, she goes, "Don't tell me you're going to be the first person to die of a colonoscopy." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you said, "Listen, there have been many that have died from colonoscopies." Right. Did you check I have a the website, website that shows you that? <laughs> have you followed the links I sent you? Right. So, <laughs> uh, so long story short, I was at AFib. A couple hours later, I went out of AFib. They gave me some medicine, and everything has been fine. Uh, the uh, the good news was that I was able to spend the whole night by myself with no kids in the hospital. <laughs> I watched probably. 10 episodes of Pawn Stars. Have you ever seen Pawn Stars? I have, yeah. Uh Love that show. Great show. I never get a chance to watch it. Uh, You know, the food wasn't bad. I was on the, uh, here's another funny thing. I was on the cardiology ward or, you know, for heart patients. Yeah. Guess what my dessert was for dinner? Jello. It was cheesecake. Cheesecake. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this is a heart, this is the heart floor and I'm getting (laughs) cheesecake? Not bad. You know, I I haven't told you this yet, but... Your wife actually called me <clears throat> from the hospital. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. And uh and and this is what she said. She said, uh, well, I got some good news and some <laughs> not so good news. I said, okay, yeah, w- what is it? Well, the, she said the good news is you're going to have lots of material for your next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. And the bad news? Oh, the bad news is Dave's in the emergency room and he's going to be held overnight in the hospital. And like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, so let the record show I did this for shtick. Okay, well, you know, we appreciate that. And I'm sure the listeners appreciate. Yeah. Um, I will not I'll, be doing this for shtick, just so <laughs> our listeners are clear on that. Um, I, I do want to do a shout out to one of our listeners, uh, David from Missouri. Uh, sent us in a, or t- tweeted a message, and you can tweet us at Minutia Men. Um, the uh, he he he's had colonoscopies, quite a few colonoscopies, and he said before you take the prep to buy um, baby wipes, medicated baby wipes, because oh. uh, you know because you're gonna you're gonna get a little sore down there from the uh, amount of I time that you're totally not bathroom. doing this. I am, you know. Th- isn't there some sort of like a X-ray or something they can do? I mean, I'll I'll undergo radiation, whatever. I, I, I just, uh, this sounds. I cannot do this. Uh, you know, actually, the procedure is fine. It's no, I know, I know. It's the day before. You know, you yeah. know, I'm a little sensitive in this area, and Dave is not. I'm going to tell a quick little story. And by the way, uh, I should play some audio just so people know we're still doing a show. Here we go. Okay. You ready? This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. Okay, just this week's minutia. This is minutia. Dave is very comfortable with his bowels. I, th- I would that be a fair thing to say? Uh, yes, I am not. I am not bowel shy. 
No. We uh, when we were uh, at Second City going through the classes and stuff, we'd have rehearsals and we'd do uh, you know get ready for our show, and we'd be in the middle of a, a sketch or a bit, and Dave would just say, ah, "Got to take a dump," and he would just and, th- and this is like at people's homes, but just like, "Hey, hang on a second, now I, I'm going to go in the bathroom and I'm going to take a dump in your house." <laughs> yeah, and and everyone looked at it like, "What?" <laughs> well. He has no problem doing this. I am the polar opposite of that. I think, um, I think I've actually uh, gone this route uh, in my entire lifetime three times. So you have had three bowel movements outside your home in fifty-three years uh, in a public place. Like you know, okay. if I, like if I'm in a hotel, you know, I'll use the hotel room. Although, right. Right, I never that always I'm always uncomfortable with that, but I will <laughs> if I'm in a hotel room, I'll do that. Um, but just in general, it's something that I don't ever do. Uh, I was at Costco yesterday. Yeah. Well, see, now I have a medical condition. I have diverticulosis, my friend. Yeah, no, I know. Well, you so called I, me I, yesterday and you said, <laughs> hey, I just took a dump at St. Ignatius. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I had to deliver some books for. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It was fine. It was very nice. They were nice. I mean, they had a nice, clean bathroom. You know, even when uh, we were in college, <clears throat> we lived on the dorm floor, and you had to go to the bathroom, and there were like a line of like eight, you know, uh, booths stalls, or right. stalls. Yeah, I never could get past that. I mean, to me, it's not like a spectator sport. You're not. You you don't want to sit next to a guy and hear this grunting noise. It. I just. I can't do it. You you would have been great in Vietnam, I bet. <laughs> Don't you think? I was not a good Boy Scout. I was uh, not a good Boy Scout. Uh, hey, I've got a colon quiz. Okay, let's do it. Um, t- hey, did, do we have a colon quiz, quiz jingle? No, but I did. Uh, <clears throat> I can tell everybody this. I did uh, commission a bunch of new... Uh, jingles for us, new promos. Uh, Vinny's going to do one uh, that says uh, only in Florida or something like that. And <laughs> Okay, good. He's also going to do one. Dave, you already told that story before. <laughs> okay, good. Stuff like that. No yeah. short-term memory. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we got about we got about 10 more coming soon. All right. Um, all right, question one. What is the average length of a colon? Uh, 18 inches. Three feet, five feet, or 18 feet. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Um, Do you even know what a colon looks like? It's like a tube, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm going to say eight feet. Was that one of the choices? (laughs) No, it was 18 inches, three feet, five feet, and 18 feet. Five feet. Very good. Five feet. Thank you. Um, And the doctor did tell me that I have an abnormally long colon. If you know what so, I mean. Yeah, if yeah, you know what they say about – okay. Uh, you kind of touched on this a little earlier, but uh, the phobia pacropressis is A, the fear of falling into the toilet while defecating, B, fear of someone taking a photo of you while <laughs> defecating. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, okay, that's not right. By yeah, way. I knew. Uh, I knew it wasn't. C. The fear of dying while defecating, also known as Elvis syndrome. Uh huh. 
And the fear of defecating in public, especially at Wrigley Field and at gas stations. Yeah, that's D. That's the real <laughs> one, right? All right. And so that's what you have. I have that. Uh, I What's uh, it called? Uh, Parcopressus. Parcopressus. Okay. Yep. I'll add that uh, to the list. Uh, yeah, you better get treated for that before there's no more Obamacare. Okay. Uh, this one's an easy one. There's only two choices. What happened when the semicolon broke the law? Uh, A, it was given two consecutive sentences. Or B, it went to jail for a period. <laughs> either one or either one of those are good. Okay, good. Uh, Enjoy the view. And final question. Uh, I'm going to give you a name. I'm going to give a list. Of four, na- uh, four names of colognes. Okay. okay. It's really not a colon. It's colon. You know, I kind enough. of ran out of Yeah. Um, the, one of these is a fake name. Uh, funeral home. Um, B. Uh, don't get me wrong, baby. I don't swallow. Jeez. C. Gingerbread whorehouse. <laughs> and D. Breast milk. One of these is not the name of a perfume. Uh, breast milk. Oh, man, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the, the other ones, that's disturbing. Uh, Funeral Home is uh, by Demeter. It's a blend of classic white flowers, including lilies, uh, carnations, gladiolus, and chrysanthemums with stems and leaves and a hint of mahogany and oriental carpet. You know, uh, it's a bad name, but uh, if you, you you don't go to funeral homes as much as I do because uh, right. I have to take my mother all the time. Yeah. And uh, they actually do smell quite nice. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, do you know what the gingerbread whorehouse is? Uh, it's European gingerbread given an American Cajun jolt with the spices ginger, black pepper, clove, cinnamon, coriander and a kiss of pink pepper that sounds good yeah there you go what about the uh the swallow one what is that uh it is made by etate libre de orange i'm sure i butchered that french um jasmine lily of the valley orange blossom amber patchouli musk and marshmallow i like the marshmallow (laughs) i like the musk yeah, okay. don't get me wrong, baby. I don't swallow. Available at your local perfume store. Yeah, who's going to buy that? Uh, uh, it, it, they had a website. I'm going to say research. marketing. There's a marketing issue there. Yeah. Excuse me. Is that, you All know right. what? Uh, sneezing is a uh, don't symptom say it. Of, of, of kidney failure. <laughs> All right. Let's move on uh, to the next yeah. uh, little bit of minutia here. And. Uh, we should mention that we're recording this while the Trump press conference is going on. So you and I are missing the first uh, Trump press conference in the last uh, six months or so. Yeah, I watched I watched like the first 22 minutes before we started taping. Yeah, and I feel like I, it, I'm okay missing the rest of it, to be honest with you. And part I have of it, it on the t- I, I have it on the TV right now, and I just he's. And he he talks a lot with his hands. Have you noticed that? Yes, his very small hands. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but oh, one of the things I thought was funny, I, I might be stepping over your uh, bit here. Did you hear when he said two things? He said, ISIS is number one tricky. Did you hear him say that? No, I did not. <laughs> he's he, like, it's, he sounds like he's in like Platoon or Apocalypse Now, <laughs> you know, ISIS, number one tricky. And then he also mentioned 
Did he say he was a germaphobe or a germanophobe? Well, you know, one is, I think one goes with the other, to be <laughs> honest with you. If you've ever been to Germany, it's, it's spotless. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, but yes, we missed most. Our, we're, I'm watching it right now just without. So I, I, I saw the beginning of it, too, and he addressed the uh, probably fake news story, mm-hmm. the, the dossier, um, which came out last night. And, and you know, it probably is fake. Let's face it. <clears throat> However, <laughs> it is it's funny. funny. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to say, I have never missed uh, being a uh, comedy writer more than last night. I got that that surge I felt when I heard the whole Bill Clinton cigar story. I was thinking, this is gold. This is comedy gold. When Lorena Bombit oh. lopped off the penis, right? Oh, that's I mean, that was I got that that surge flowing in me. Um, and then I went on Twitter and saw some of the most hilarious tweets because, yeah. you know, the news organizations weren't actually reporting the details of this. They were just saying that BuzzFeed published it, right? So, right. of course, everyone went to BuzzFeed and looked at it. <laughs> and here's a few examples of a few tweets that I saw last night, and I think uh, you'll appreciate these. You ready? Yeah. This first one is from uh, George Takai, Captain Sulu, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever, Sulu from uh, Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. His is, tinkle, tinkle, little czar. Putin put you where you are. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. Good. Our good buddy, James Finn Garner. Yeah. Uh, the author who wrote the uh, uh, politically correct uh, bedtime stories. Number one New York bestseller. That's right. Uh, his tweet is, wait, was this why all the interiors in his penthouse are gold? And the hashtag, don't touch anything. <laughs> but that was pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Patton Oswalt, the comedian. Yeah, yeah. This is a quotation. Sorry, I can't read you a book tonight, sweetie. I'm tweeting about piss. <laughs> One of my daughter's <laughs> memories when she's older. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Dana Gould, another comedian. Uh, Due to unforeseen events, the cast of Wiz will not perform at the inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, those are just a few of them. I, I just, there's a couple more. I don't, I don't want to get into all of them, but I, I just thought... Just from a comedy perspective, I'm not making any political statements of any kind here. It's funny. Um, Jeff Hoover, uh, WGN, WGN's own Jeff Hoover. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think it was a, Trump puts the P in POTUS. <laughs> he's funny. Yeah, oh, he's, Jeff he's Hoover great. is funny. We, we've known him. I've known him for many years. All uh, right, let's. And I, uh, saw, I, I wait. I saw another one. Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, Obama, you're out. Trump, you're in. <laughs> this is kind of unfair, <clears throat> but let's be let's let's also point out the fact that Donald Trump just did an entire campaign in which he was constantly talking about fake news stories as if they were true. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and, um, and uh, denouncing and destroying a whole person's character based on some fake news story. So. You know, yes, it's not fair. It's 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 uncool, but yeah, it's totally different when it's about you. I and I hope it's not true, to be honest with you. It's not true. <clears throat> no, I but know. yeah, I hope I it's not true too. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that is uh that is my uh, contribution this week. I, I I understand that you also have a Jenkins story. Is that true? 
Uh, and we have a uh, we have an audio of Jenkins, don't we? Yes, yes. I'll play that for you. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins. With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! All right, Jenkins, what do you got? Uh, actually, if I tell this story in a few weeks, you could do the what's up with Florida or what's wrong with Florida jingle and the Jenkins jingle on this one, because this is from Deerfield Beach, Florida. Okay. Um, uh, it, it, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What are what is what is like the worst places to rob, like the 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 hardest things to rob? What do you think? Or well, like, like police stations, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the White House, that. yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> you know, um, how about a a store that sells surveillance cameras? Yeah, that's not too smart. That is not uh, too smart. WSVN TV in Deerfield Beach, Florida, um, is reporting. That a guy tried to rob a spy spot store. You know, I always, as an aside, I always, you know, when I'm in a mall and I see these these stores, yeah, and they're like packed. I'm like, these are stores that sell things to kind of bust your husband cheating, right, or something like that. Exactly. That's just not right. No, they have stores like that. (laughs) No, of course not. Uh, so basically this dude is a short story. This dude goes in, he's, he, he, he breaks into a spice, a space, a spice spot store and he gets caught. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. What are the odds uh, of that? Seriously. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just, uh, kind of a short little, I like a short it. little tip. I like it very much. It is time now for our, our weekly Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So Just One Bad Century, in case you're wondering, for the new year has been updated and uh, is uh, has got lots of new stuff on there. And yes, it's still a, a site that features the history of the Chicago Cubs. And you'll never believe this, Dave, because I, I just told you a story yesterday. About mm-hmm. something I found out about my street that I live on on Mount Prospect in Mount Prospect, I found out that former Cubs pitcher Paul Russell lived just a few houses down from where I am right now, mm-hmm. which totally excited me. Uh, but the only person that I could tell this to that would have any idea what I was even talking about was you. So mm-hmm. I called sure. you up. Today and I was impressed. <laughs> Thank I was you. Impressed. Thank you. And you sent me an article about Paul. Mm-hmm. He's living in uh, Quincy. Uh, no, uh, Macomb, Macomb, Illinois, right. and he's he's still a Cubs fan, and you followed the Cubs this whole past year. Um, but today, the twelfth of January, which is when this podcast comes out, mm-hmm. today is his birthday. Wow, that is Russell Karma, right? Isn't there, that isn't kismet? It? It is Kismet. Yes. He's born in um, 1947, so today he is 70 years old. We remarked yesterday, and I'm reasonably sure Paul Russell or any of his relatives may not be listening, uh, not a very good-looking man. Not a good-looking man, no. Uh, um, not like Chris Bryant, who just got married, who Ooh, is a... Who, uh, s- I would take out of bed. Right, he's dreamy. Yeah. Uh, did you get him? Did you get Chris Bryant anything for his wedding? I did not. No. Okay. Uh, uh, let, let me let me give one highlight of Paul Russell's career, just to be fair. <clears throat> the highlight of his career was August twenty first, nineteen seventy five, during his rookie season. His brother Rick Russell, who was a much better pitcher, 
20 game mm-hmm. winner for the Cubs, borderline Hall of Famer, really good player, pitched a shutout for six and a third innings before tiring. And his uh, brother Paul was brought in to finish off the Dodgers, and he pitched the last two and two thirds innings, didn't allow a run. They remain the only brother team to ever combine on a shutout. That was his rookie season? His rookie season, yep. So he was 28 at his rookie season? Yeah. Yeah. He was. And he <laughs> looked 40. There. And he looked 40. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, both uh, uh, Rick and Paul, not. They didn't do a lot of sit-ups, I think, in training. No, before. but apparently they were great athletes. I mean, they they were major league pitchers. Yeah. So. Well, David Wells was a major league pitcher, too. Yeah, that's a good point. And Babe uh, Ruth. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. But um, I love Paul Russell. So that's my uh, that's my Just One Bad Century for this week. We have time for one more segment, and it's our celebrity segment. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So you're going to reach into the uh, the bag of celebrity names. And by the way, Paul Russell's name is not in there because <laughs> I just found out about this yesterday. So pick a name out and I will have to tell the story of my uh, meeting uh, or encounter with that person. Uh, I've heard this 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 man is grumpy. I don't know if your encounter is um, indicative of that. Harrison Ford. Okay, Harrison Ford, big time movie star, right? Mm-hmm. Probably one of the <clears throat> biggest stars in the world, wouldn't you say? Oh, sure, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As a matter, you know, he he was in that last movie with uh, Carrie Fisher, which yeah. you know, sad, sad. We were at uh, we were at Disney World. Um, the day that she died and we were at the star Wars, you know, at Hollywood studios, there's a whole like star Wars section. We were there, um, um, right at the day she died, which was kind of weird. Yeah. That's sad. Well, here's my story about Harrison Ford. Uh, I want to say this was like 2002, 2003, something like that. Uh, we got a chance to be part of a, uh, a media gaggle that to interview Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford. And he was coming into Chicago to, promote his film about a russian submarine i do you remember what that movie was called mm-hmm. i don't remember no, the name remember of the, the i remember the kevin costner one but no i don't remember well it was not a it was not a big hit and i and i can tell you that harrison ford did not make did not help make it a big hit <laughs> because and he was the producer of the film and the star of the movie right he came to chicago and he was grumpy he came into yeah. this into this uh the media gaggle and every question was answered with like, yeah, no, ah, man. Yeah. And like he, he was a giant imposition on his time to have free advertising in Chicago to promote a movie that he has financially invested in. And he still couldn't be a friendly person. Yeah. So, and that is, that really is the entirety of my Harrison Ford experience. Uh, uh, yeah, not, not going to win any friendliness awards. At least uh, the the time that uh, we encountered him at the John Landecker show. Well, you've met most most of the time. Certainly, the celebrities that we have talked about, by and large, they're pretty nice, right? I'd Especially say when, nine out of ten. I mean, they should be. They're yeah, they're coming right. in to promote something that they will benefit from. Right. If right. you can't be um, nice under those circumstances, when can you be nice? Yeah. That that's how come I never. 
Well, did I tell you this? My Scott Sanderson story. You remember Scott Sanderson, the sure, pitcher? Of course. He's featured on just um, one bad century. Uh, in 1994, when the when they went on strike, I worked near the ballpark, and at lunchtime I went to the. Now I you're went talking to, about the White Sox because he pitched for the Cubs and the White Sox. And right, Dave, this is White Sox. Dave right. is a White Sox uh, fan. All right, go ahead. And I went over there, and the and the 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 players had just voted on the strike, so they were cleaning out their lockers because the owners basically kicked them out. They said, you know, okay, you don't work here, get out. And um, all the players were coming out of the the you know the 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 main the main entrance of the ballpark and there were a bunch of kids there and other people wanting autographs Ozzie Guillen comes by and is just like the nicest guy in the world and he's playing catch with little kids and stuff uh uh Ron Schuler the general manager was out there he was very nice Jason Beret was really nice um Scott Sanderson walks by and does not I mean just walks past every kid is like, you know, get that out of my way. Uh, he had somebody carrying his bags for him um, and just a real jag. So Scott Sanderson's a real jag. That's that. uh, sad to hear. He's from Northbrook originally. So, <clears throat> well, he, well, maybe he was just grumpy because he wanted to, he didn't want to go on strike. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Let's just pretend that that's true. If you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, Dave, what what uh, what is catching your fancy these days? Uh, what do you mean? What's catching my fancy? What other podcast on the on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network is currently in your uh, regular rotation of things uh, that you like to listen to? I love all of Andy Lurie's what thirty seven podcasts that he has. I think <laughs> I do too. Uh, uh, vin- vintage Space, I love Vintage Space, and uh, I guess uh, Lasano and Friends is on. Uh, uh, hiatus at this time right um, the mothership hot dogs um, you know he's he's still part of the network i believe uh great talk yeah, you know, radio i'm, not sure, I'm not sure that's true to be honest with you okay so disregard <laughs> that part all right <laughs> I, let's, I don't let's know. stop right now so we can edit <laughs> yeah great okay. talk radio isn't dead <laughs> it's just moved to a better place radio misfits.com to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartsPress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can also drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to offer our special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. And we are distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And, and we're back in the saddle officially. We'll be back again next week for another episode of uh, Minutia Men. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? The Untitled Hour with Hot Doug and the Hitmaker. If you like The Untitled Hour with Hot Doug and the Hitmaker, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like Men's Help with Masshole and the Minions with Dave the Masshole, Sugar Mama, and Hungry Hindu. This is the point where I have no idea. They just what try I'm to saying, get you so. to say stuff. They're just writing things in there to see if you'll say it. I mean, granted, I usually don't know what I'm saying for gag, the hour, right, but this right, is no, like that's just it. You're being punked, is what's happening right there. <laughs> Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com.